This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Seek Reality Radio with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about your reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here is Roberta. We live in one reality. For millennia, we've been talking about two approaches, of course, to understanding reality, but you and I know that science and religion are mutually exclusive, aren't they? They can't both be right. Neither of them can tell us what our one reality actually is because they're both belief systems. They're theism and atheism. Sadly, I'm, I hope I'm not the first, I hope you figured this out already, I hope I'm not the first to tell you that it, at this point, even mainstream science has devolved into a belief system, which is tragic for all of us. But we have to live our lives. How can you and I find the truth? Well, it turns out, go figure, that when we study nearly 200 years of abundant and consistent communications from people we used to think were dead, we get an amazingly complete picture of what actually is going on. And what we learn from the dead about our one reality is consistent with both quantum physics and the teachings of Jesus. How glorious is that? Our guest today is someone I'm really eager to talk about. Her name is Robin Reynolds. The tragic loss of her son led her to extraordinary spiritual growth and discoveries, and I'm really, really eager to have her tell you her story. Welcome, Robin. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm delighted to have you here. Um, I, I get a lot of books from people before they're going to be on my show, and so I, I try to read as many as I can beforehand, and I actually... Some of them I just can't read. I, they're either not well written or I, 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 I just can't read them. But this one I loved, and I wish I had read the whole thing, but I read almost all of it. And I loved it because your, your wonderful son was validating so many things that we've talked about on this show that we already know are true. So he's, and he died at the same age that our treasured Mikey died. We'll be talking about Mikey later in the show. Um, it's as if these, these two are both speaking to me, and I'm so, so thrilled to have you here. Um, and I loved what he said when he was watching his death outside of his body, as we knew he would, with, with an auto crash. He said, and, and, you know, you wanted to know what his thought was? His thought was, my mom is going to kill me. And I thought, if ever there was a funny line from someone who was dying, that had to be the funny line. Bless his heart. What a wonderful, wonderful person he is. But I'm getting ahead of us. Robin, please tell me your story. How did you come to the place where you are now? And the book, by the way, is called, and you have to read this, everyone. The book is called Let Them Know That I Am Here. It's by Robin L. Reynolds. It's spelled R-O-B-Y-N. Okay, Robin, tell us your story. I, I'm, I'm excited about to get to the second part, but the first part's really, really tragic. Tell us. Well, you know, it began for me when I was 39. I was living life just like everybody else was. You know, we had a nice house. We had people to share our lives with, uh, thriving business, good job. And uh, and then the bottom, you know, falls out. Uh, my partner's 20-year-old, um, Kyle, uh, whom I helped raise for the past 15 years, um, it dies, 
And um, although he's a part of who I am, I can't feel him. And I don't understand why, because if he were here but in a different state, I could still feel him. And I get that I'm grieving, and I get that I'm empty because I'm grieving, but he's a part of who I am, so I don't understand why I can't feel him. So I begin to ask, um, and he begins to answer. Wow. Now, he died in an auto accident. Um, you you were um, breaking into your day, were a coroner and a policeman and I guess a clergyman, um, which is a horrible event. Um, people who have, have been listening to Seek Reality for a while know that one of my dear friends is Mikey Morgan, um, who also died in an auto accident at the age of 20 and whose parents also had that worst possible visit at their door. Um, Mikey for Mikey, it was a planned death. He told his mother that long since. And they also communicate, by the way, by pendulum, which is something you're familiar with, Robin. So it's it's yeah. just there's there's so much echo. There are so many echoes. I've got to put you and his mother together because I think that you would have so much in common. Um, but, okay, so this horrible accident, this emptiness, you and your partner have lost your only child. And was he an only child for his father as well? Yes. Oh, my Lord, what what tragedy that is. Okay, so tell us what happened next. Well, I, I began, you know, to ask him to feel him. And, um, and I get this sensation, this feeling on my shin, and I, I really can't decide if it tickles, you know, or if it itches, but I have to scratch it. Yeah. Uh, and this goes on for over a week. And, and one day I'm, I'm doing dishes, and um, I lean down to scratch it, and I have this, I don't know what I want to call it, a, a memory flash, perhaps maybe even a vision, but whatever you want to call it, I have in this moment this this event in my head that I see so clearly. And it's Connie uh, grabbing Kyle's face like she always did, and she had like her thumb on one side of his cheek and then the fingers on the other, and she would squeeze so tight that his lips would pop out. And then she would go in with lots of noise, uh, and she would, and she would just kiss him, just square on the lips, give him one of her famous I love you kisses. Um, and he would step back, and he did this every time he would run his hand across his lips, and Connie would look at him and say, are you rubbing my kiss off? And he would just smile, his beautiful blue eyes would twinkle, and he would say, no, I'm rubbing it in. Oh. What and a I got it. <laughs> what a sweet <laughs> like in, kid. <laughs> Like in that second, I mean, like he, I had been asking to feel him. He answered me literally. Yes. And he told me by sending me this visit, you know, that, that it was him and all I needed to do was rub it in. So I did. And then I didn't get that sensation again. And that really was the beginning of let them know that I am here. That was the beginning of the journey. Wow. Um, we, we've been talking uh, about signs lately on Seek Reality because my book, The Fun of Staying in Touch, is just out. And one of the things that uh, I learned in studying signs and, and the ways that dead communicate with us is that they can do things with their minds in the physical that we're unable to do. And you had some, this is the first of many examples of that with Kyle that you had. Um, he's clearly a powerful being. And someone who's play, who had a planned death at 20, and he probably, uh, he, almost certainly that was planned. This kind of thing always is. Um, he was a very advanced being already. He didn't need to do what most of us do and go through an earth life learning and growing. He'd already grown. But he came as a gift 
to you and your partner and probably to his father in ways that we may not know. Um, and that's this was part of the gift. Sometimes our gifts are terrible. But because life is eternal and this brief life is really a, sort of a bad day, bad afternoon in school, not even a full day, um, these things that seem tragic uh, can be gifts. And you, to your great credit, explored this gift. And w- was Connie with you in the beginning on this? You know, Connie was, yes. Um, and we decided very soon that, that we had we had to make the decision to not live in the grief. Because there was only two places to go with this. You were either going to live in the grief or you, yep. or you weren't. Yep. So, That's right. uh, yes, she, she has been on this journey with me the, the whole way. Okay, so what happened next? You, you, you realized he was still alive. You realized he had communicated with you. Were, were you, then, you were then trying to get closer to him, right? Yes, I kept, I, I, was, I wanted the validation, um, you know, that, um, that his consciousness survived the physical death. Um, and I think that um, the, the, way that, the way that you define death is the way that you're going to experience life after a death, and that if you can shift your definition, your perception of it, then you can grow through, through the through the grief uh, and through that you know fear that you have. My moment really started the moment that I walked around the corner where the uh, into the kitchen where Connie and the corner and the sheriff were, because in that moment not only did I know he was dead, but I had known that moment my whole life. Oh, that moment yeah. had had been with me. Yep. And and so it goes back to if I have had that moment my whole life, then then I had it before I came here. Uh-huh. And if I, could, if I could swallow that, then I knew that I was eternal. And if I was eternal, then I knew that Kyle was eternal. Yes, yes. Right, right. So, so I shifted my perception and my definition of death, and that allowed me to do what I was doing next, which was to connect to that consciousness that was. And it's really interesting because I was working with the lady whose son committed suicide, and she had a fear that he would not come through uh, for her. Um, and and she needed to have a shift um, in in that definite because so many people with the suicide deaths feel that way. So yes. she was able to shift her definition of that through reading "Let Them Know That I Am Here," and and then she was able to connect through her son. So it was just amazing. Wow! So she she was able then to make make contact with him because her mind was open to that extent. That's a very profound point. And I hope everybody understands that. What what your your thoughts are so powerful that you will manifest reality. If you are certain you'll never hear from someone, you better believe you'll never hear from that person. If you are confident that person is still alive and is trying to contact you, because after their death, virtually all of them do try to contact us, then you will notice the signs. And I talk about them in the fun of staying in touch. And, and you got so many of the right ones; it was wonderful. But I talk about the signs and. If you will just say thank you for that sign, you'll get more and more of them. It, this is not hard. This is basic. It's what, what is supposed to happen. So, all right, you knew, you and Connie Booth both knew that he was eternal. At what point did you start getting additional signs from him? 
almost immediately. So then, you know, we started getting feathers and pennies and songs on the radio. Like one time we said, we want to hear this song or this song. And the next song that came on was one of those two. And we just giggled with delight. We were like, thank you so much. And I began to feel him too, because we were in the car. And every time that we traveled in the car, he always sat in the back seat, but you could always feel him, you know, leaning forward and stuff like that. And I could feel him there. So that was really awesome. But one of the turning points. Yeah. One of the turning points was he died in he died in June, but in August he, uh, we were scheduled to bring him up to Barry College. Um, he had gotten accepted, and you know, I know that um, if you if you do nothing on days that have meaning, you're going to crash and burn because you're going to live in that grief. So you have to manage your life and what you're going to do. So on that weekend that we were going to take him to Barry, we went out of town with some friends. We went to Vegas, and we had been asking for validation from Kyle. So we wanted, we had a conversation. We said, what is it that Kyle's going to bring? And we began to throw some ideas out there. And one of the ideas that was thrown out was to ask him to appear in a photograph in the form that he is now. And I couldn't even tell you where that came from, you know, because I don't remember, I don't recall having any fascination or really connection with spirit photography other than probably just a passing by um you know, look at it. But once it was thrown out there, we decided that's what we were going to do. Yeah, so, can, can we pause for a moment and just go, because I know where we're going, and this is something I really want to talk about too, but um, just to go back and talk for a minute, p- pennies and feathers, or coins, but mostly pennies and feathers, are, are the two most common signs reported from the dead. Most of the dead, I think, will try to give you one or the other. Now, you're going to find pennies or feathers naturally in the course of a day, but but when the dead start giving them to you, it's unbelievable the volume of both you can get. I just wish they'd learn how to give us dollars, but they somehow never do. Um, but <laughs> that, 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 that's what happened to you. Wait, sorry, what, what's your butt? I'm sorry? I, I thought you heard you, I heard you say butt. You were going to add something to that. No, I, I laughed. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, it is exciting that that's what they do. I mean, I've heard stories from people who were overwhelmed. Uh, I talk in the fun of staying in touch about a woman who, uh, there, there was a, a drawer that had never been opened in her lifetime in her grandmother's dresser. And she, finally, she was, she found a way to pry it open after, long after, probably, I think it was within weeks after her grandmother's death. She opened that drawer and in the drawer, the only thing that existed was a penny with this year's date on it. Wow. Doesn't that make your mind kind of go, Whoa. well, that's what, that's what they do. A lot of these, pe- these coins, I think, are apports, which means they pick them up somewhere else and they drop them here. And w- we don't even have any idea of the, of, the, of the power of their minds. But this business of songs on the radio is one that a lot of the dead learn to do and learn to do well and it's one of the things which i could not figure out how they do it so my friend mikey morgan um through his mother i i I asked the question tell me how you do it because he gives songs every day still and and so he told me and i quoted him verbatim in the fun of staying in touch because i didn't i mean i couldn't approve on what he said but they can do it carl is a very very powerful being because he was so effortless in doing these things so quickly. We're sure that's true. And it's certain, and I know this is painful. Carol can't stand it either. It's certain that this was planned ahead of time 
both his death and your spiritual growth that came from it, which has been extraordinary. We've hardly begun to explore um, um, that spiritual growth. When we come back, we're going to talk about the next stage, which is one I love, and that's orbs. We'll be right back. Roberta Grimes spent decades reading more than 150 years of abundant and consistent communications from the dead. The result is her book, The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next. The Fun of Dying shows you why your mind is eternal. It explains how you can enjoy the death process, and it describes in detail the glorious forever that awaits us all. Now Roberta follows The Fun of Dying with The Fun of Staying in Touch. Learn how our dead loved ones give us spectacular signs of their survival. Learn about the wonderful ways that you can stay in contact with those you love. Go to robertagrimes.com for more information. It turns out that love really is eternal. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Past episodes of Seek Reality can be downloaded for free from iTunes. And thank you so much for joining us, dear friends. Wherever we are in your busy life, whenever you find that moment to listen, thank you so much for being there. You're the reason I do this. We're talking today with the wonderful Robin Reynolds, who has was on an extraordinary journey. And now now tell us, please, what happened in Las Vegas, because I want to talk about orbs. Tell us. Yeah, so we had asked Kyle to appear in a photograph for us in the form that he is now. So we got to Vegas. Um, our friends called and said, okay, let's go down for dinner. So I grabbed the camera uh, out of the suitcase. And funny about the camera, I was never a big camera person before any of this happened. Uh, and I had to search for it. Well, I got it. Uh, I'm in Vegas, and I realized that batteries are dead. And I, I did something I think a lot of people do. I thought that perhaps I had asked for too much. Yeah that that validation was one step too far in asking. So I put the camera back in my in the suitcase, and we went downstairs to meet our friends. <clears throat> We're not down there but a couple minutes, and one of my friends says, hey, Robert and Connie, would you pose for a picture for us? <laughs> yes. Right? So <laughs> Connie and I, <laughs> and the joy, I can't even tell you the joy in that moment because I, I didn't ask for too much, and I should not have had to fear. That was really cool. But better yet, Kyle is going to meet us, you know. So Connie and I both asked for Kyle to meet us. Uh, we took the, she took the picture. And then we're afraid to ask to look at the picture because we don't yes. want them to think that we've completely gone bananas. So it's at least a couple hours before we get to look at it. Um, and we do. We, we, we see in that very first picture, the one where we both, both asked him to appear, a round sphere that was translucent that was over to the left of us. And we were just in awe. Yeah, it's this is this is a big thing that most people don't know about, because orbs usually, although you've been able to see them with the naked eye, you usually can't see them with the naked eye, um, and you usually can't photograph them except with a very good digital camera. The best. I, I was told by someone who who makes a, a, a sort of this is her hobby, spirit photography, that the the camera on the iPhone is one of the best for taking spirit pictures why i don't think anybody knows 
But what happens is you take a picture that looks perfectly, you know, you can't see anything special. But you may have called in a loved one to be there. You may just be in an area where there are a lot of, of disembodied beings. You see these globes of light of various sizes, of various degrees of brightness. Some of them seem to have an internal structure. You've even seen faces in some of them, Robin. Um, they're, they're boggling. If you want to see a wonderful collection of orb photographs, read Let Them Know That I Am Here by Robin Reynolds because she was really good in, in clothes, including in her book some wonderful, wonderful orb photographs. This is what we look like absent the illusion of this material reality or the realities that we enter at death, which also are solid and, and real. And we, we have bodies there. Absent bodies, we are globes of light of various size, of various degrees of brilliance. And to be able now, because of digital photography, to see those beings that we love. I mean, I could tell you, I'm just going to tell a couple quick uh, orb stories. Um, there was one, um, oh, a couple years ago, one conference I went to where there was someone in there who makes a hobby of photographing orbs. And it was unbelievable the pictures that they took there. I mean, there would be a medium at the, at the head of the room. And every time someone was getting a reading, there would be an orb over that person's head. It was unbelievable. At the same, not the same photographer, but the same um, um, conference, I was giving a talk and I was kind of stumbling around and um, then something had kicked in and I was fine. Someone afterwards showed me the, the series of photographs she had taken with her iPhone at the start of my lecture. In one of them, there was this orb bigger than my head right next to my head. And you know, Robin, they're perfectly round, right? This one right. had, I, I swear, this one had a mouth-shaped irregularity right beside my ear. I was blown away by that. This is, this is all real. It's a whole new world for people who haven't had any imagination that this kind of thing was possible, but it's a whole new world. Okay, I wanted to talk about orbs. Now that now I'm off, and the people who are eager to hear you are able to hear you again. So go ahead, tell your story, Robin. <laughs> well, you know, to me, that one picture in Vegas was, was wonderful. It was awesome. Um, but for me, it was, it was just one more validation that his consciousness survived his physical death, and I didn't really think much more about it. Um, but Kyle had other plans, and um, he woke Good me up uh, one evening in the middle of the night, um, walked me outside. Um, and what, what happened was when I went downstairs, he asked me to go downstairs. I lost connection with him. Um, and I'm never up in the middle of the night uh, not able to sleep. I could sleep anywhere. <laughs> Um, so I didn't know what to do. So I went to, uh, my computer, which was downstairs, which was always turned on and it was off. And I checked every connection, every wire. And, um, I could not figure out why this computer would not come up. I leaned back in the chair and I noticed that the camera was downstairs. And I thought that was really odd because the, the camera lives upstairs in the cabinet by the television. Um, and as I'm looking at the camera, I hear Kyle say, go outside. And um, so I, I go outside. Now, our backyard was in major renovation when he died, uh, and by now it was completely finished. And I walked around to each of the different areas, and I talked to Kyle, and I said, I can remember you standing here talking to the man that was doing the stonework over here and you asking questions, and I took a picture. 
and I went over to an area where we had just uh, planted a rose garden, and I said, you know, your mom and I planted this rose garden in memory of you, and I, I took a picture. Um, and there's a rock wall um, that he and I were supposed to start building. It's a rock island, really, in the middle of the of the grass area in the in the back that he and I were supposed to start building together um, the day that he died, as a matter of fact. Um, and I couldn't oh do it, and I, I I paid somebody to do it. But that that island that I take, and I take a lot of pictures of that. That day, I talked to him um, about that, uh, and. Um, I went inside. I took 70-something pictures talking and connecting with him. I went inside, and I sat down in front of the computer, and I was like, Kyle, buddy, I need I need your help, uh, you know. And so he says to me, you know, we'll, we'll push the button. And so I pushed the button, oh. and sure enough, the computer turned on, and I was, I was, just, I was just in awe. Um, I put the memory stick in, and, um, and these pictures came up to the screen, and I can remember that every hair on my arm stood straight up. Oh, there were pictures, yes. especially the island that was out there was just covered in orbs, like the thousands of orbs. There was um, there were other pictures that were just single, you know, depending on what I had said to him, how he had responded. Oh, wow. Wow. So, so and, and the pictures are in the book, and, and they are astounding. Um I think it's important. I I do think that this was planned ahead of time, but I think it's important to stress to listeners, all of our dead can do these things if we will empower them by our own positive energy and belief. I I think that um, what happened, what what has happened in your life and continues to happen, because I think we're going to have to have you on a second time just to talk about the the end of the story, since uh, there is so much to this story, so many things that this young man has done for you to teach you and to help you to grow. But um, I want everyone to understand that this isn't just, yes, Mikey Morgan, yes, Kyle uh, died young, and obviously it was planned, but uh, all of our loved ones, at whatever age they died, they all are waiting for us to acknowledge the fact that they're still alive and to give them the power, really, to connect with us. What a great story. Thank you for sharing it with us. Now, tell me more, my dear. Well, I'd like to, I'd like to tell you a story about um, something that you made me think of, tell, you know, you telling your story about, you know, people need to understand that, that um, they're waiting to connect. So uh, I work with this, um, with this lady named Darlene, um, short lady, full of fire uh, from the Blue Ridge Mountains. And she had lost a friend years before, like 20 years before, and she wanted to connect. Uh, to her. So uh, after she read the book, she and her husband read the book, um, they got a camera um, and they went outside uh, to take the pictures and she was not able to get one picture of spirit in any of her photos. No. Her husband, no. on the other hand, who thought this whole thing was just absolutely crazy from the get-go, <laughs> is talking to his mother. <laughs> you know, all really? of his family members on the other side are coming through and his pictures are incredible. So Darlene's very frustrated and she doesn't understand why she can't connect and her husband can't. So I, I said, do this. You you go out taking pictures and have your husband take pictures of you taking the pictures. Oh. So they do this. They email me back. And sure enough, the husband's pictures of Darlene talking to spirit and taking pictures are full of the spirit. That Dar- so Darlene gets it. 
she's like, they are around me. So there, once she sees that, she's okay. And then she grabs her camera and then she goes out and she takes pictures and she's been able to connect before. Wow. The shift shift happened in Darlene. Darlene had to believe that she was able to do that. Yes. And that's a tough one because so many of us are raised that it's not, you know, that you're not supposed to do that. Right. Right. And like for me, people sometimes say I'm a medium. I'm not comfortable with that. So like, I, you know, I'm no medium, but I talk to dead people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Well, you, you and I'm not a medium at all. I mean, in fact, I, I resist anything which makes which which is is like that. Just a different different voyage that I'm on. But nevertheless, I know they're right here and they know what I can stand and what what I don't want to have happen. So the, your loved ones will not give you more. The, or then you can take or something that will make you uncomfortable. I think, Robin, the reason so much has happened to you is you're basically fearless, right? And you, you're eager to do this. You love. You're a, you're on this wonderful voyage and you're enjoying it, right? I am enjoying it, but I do I do have that moment, that element, you know, when the fear sneaks in, and the second that it's there, the connection disappears. And Connie's very for Connie's like, why are you fearful? So that is that is something that I need to work on. But I'm able to push it out and push it out and push it out. But I'll give you a perfect example. Connie and I are watching a movie one day, right? And I hear Ian, right now. Ian is the son of someone whom I've met, who I've become friends with, who died several years before Kyle did. I turned down the, I paused the movie and I say to Connie, do you hear, you know, anything? And she says, nope. So I turn the movie back on and I hear again. And I mean, you know how when you hear stuff, I mean, you can actually feel, I don't know if that, you know, in your ear, the sound moving. I mean, I heard it. It's not like I heard it in my head. I heard it in my ear. So I hear it again. Yes. Ian. Yes. I, okay. So I pause the movie again and I say, I say to Connie, did you hear that? And she says, no. Okay. Now I'm a beginner. This is not Kyle. So I'm, I'm like, okay, this is a little bit crazy. So then I have to get, I have to get some type of comfortableness in what's going on. So I say, okay, universe, if this is spirit and it's trying to connect with me, I need some sign, you know, that, that, that this is spirit. So there's a cat walking right past me. One of my cats is walking. She stops. She looks at me, and she meows at me, and I'm like, wow. Okay, so I've got my son. <laughs> now, I don't know how to connect to, to anybody other than Kyle or with a camera. So I get my camera, and I go outside. Now, the minute that I go outside, I sense Kyle. I can feel him, and I'm thinking in my head, why am I hearing Ian, but I'm feeling Kyle? And I said to the universe, please tell me, and I take the picture. Now, this picture to this day, I have chills. There are two solid orbs that are just like right in front of where I'm standing. One to representing Ian and one to represent Kyle. And I, and I disclose, disclose my mind because, because I met Ian's mother, Kyle met Ian. That, that's not the first time I've heard that kind of thing, especially with young people. There's some, there's something about that young person energy and the, the grief of parents that when the parents get tight, very often the children find one another and become tight where they are now. So that's a beautiful thing. And, and it's certainly very comforting to know for each, for, for his parents and for, and for you and Connie, it's very comforting to know that he has this friend that, that we, that, 
we're all still family. Um, it's a but, wonderful but doesn't, feeling. Doesn't it go beyond that, though, too? Isn't that a wonderful thing for all of us to understand, that our loved ones are still connected to us and they're living this life with us? It's very important for people to understand that. So it's, a, it's thank you for pointing it out. Um, these things, because you're open to them, because you're on this voyage, um, you are getting having experiences which many more people could have if they would recognize the fact that their loved ones are eager to have these experiences. Uh, your loved ones want to be tight with you. My friend Mikey gives his mother song signs every day still. Um, she, he, he does all kinds of things every day in her life. Your, your Kyle will be doing this for your entire lives. Now, yeah. some people will say, well, well, but I don't, I don't want to interrupt his life. I want to have him enjoy his life where he is now. Well, here's the beauty of it. There's no time where they are now. So they can have a full and complete and wonderful life where they are now and still be in our lives all the time. It's just beyond wonderful everything i learn about the afterlife and about what reality actually is it keeps having these little features that make it even better than you sort of think when you first start understanding it but you're not interrupting kyle's life at all he's living he's living large but on the other hand he's right there with you it's beautiful it's beautiful i agree Okay, so what happened next? Where, where, where? I, I know at some point you became interested in um, energy healing, and I'd like to save that for our next conversation because I want to read up on it myself. This is an area of of energy which, uh, frankly, the the consciousness theory of reality would suggest that the most powerful healing will be energy healing. Our our healing with chemicals is a lot like um, cavemen's, you know, going out and hitting. Uh, uh, something over the head with a club in order to kill it and eat it. Um, this this would be if there were a way for him just to you know pick up the meat already cooked from the ground and eat it. Energy healing is much more efficient, and you've you've learned to do it. And as I say, I want to talk about that next time. But let's talk about your 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 journey, further journey with Kyle, because I know there's there's more to that story. Which okay so. Um... I, I don't know. Like, what what part? You you started going into the realms where they're actually just to just to preface this. It's possible for us fairly easily to visit with the dead once we learn how to do it. I've had people on Seek Reality, mothers especially, who have learned how to do this. And what we need to understand that, as with near death experiences. They, it seems pretty certain that they're not actually where the dead live. Instead, they're in an intermediate place, which nevertheless is out of our bodies. And, um, and they're able to, to, and you were, you voyaged with him to meet him in the, um, in the lower level, didn't you? And and in the upper level. I remember that story and I was really struck by it. Yeah, that's an interesting story. Um, and that, that is related to the, to the Reiki. Um, uh, so uh, I was lucky enough to study uh, Reiki under um, under a shaman, um, and uh, so so my Reiki uh, uh, teaching was a little bit different. Uh, like we did the the major parts that everybody else does, but then when we were finished with that, uh, I got um, a guided um, travel, and we and so with with my Reiki. Um, Master that I studied as under, she she set it up so that I could do uh, travel to the underworld and to the and uh, into the upper world. 
so um, fascinating. Um, Kyle really loves the loves the Reiki, and he plays a very huge part um, in in the. Oh, healing I wish we could t- wish we had time to talk about it now, Robin, because <laughs> you're going to teach me about it too. But we will arrange to have Robin back very soon, and we'll use it as an opportunity to talk about energy healing. Um, I want to hear this. I want you to tell this story. But first, we're just going to do a very quick break. This is Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. You are an eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you really understand all the implications of that, it's going to change everything in your life. Our guest today is the wonderful Robin Reynolds, and we'll be right back. Afterlife researcher Victor Zamet has long been a leader in the field of helping us understand what is going on. Like Roberta Grimes, Victor is an attorney. Like her, he was dissatisfied with the scientific and religious explanations of reality. So he did what lawyers do. He examined the evidence. And when he drew the same set of conclusions that every open-minded researcher has drawn, he began to educate the world. Roberta considers the free Friday Afterlife report that Victor and Wendy Zamet produce to be indispensable access to fresh information about our one reality. Go to victorzamet.com and sign up to receive their wonderful Friday Afterlife report. That's V-I-C-T-O-R-Z-A-M-M-I-T dot com. It's the best news you'll read all week. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. We're talking today with Robin Reynolds, who had... She and her partner had a tragedy in their lives um, when their young son, Kyle, at the age of 20, was in an auto accident. And I'd like to just briefly tell that story from the book because uh, many people worry that their uh, children or someone they love who was in an auto accident suffered. I mean, look at the body. What a mess. There are plentiful, plentiful um, communications from the dead which tell us if, if you're about to experience a terminal event death under torture, death in a horrible kind of cancer, uh, death in an auto crash. You are not in your body when it happens. So um, tell us this story. Tell us, you, you, were, you were transported back in time at one point, and then we're going to go back and we're going to talk about the underworld. But tell us, tell us this story about what happened uh, when, when you were transported back to the moment of his death. What did you see and what did you experience? You know, I was bothered, uh, as most people would be, about how he died. And I was worried about how he had to experience the last moments of his life. And that right. was on my mind um, for, a, for a long, you know, at, at least a month or so. Uh, I had just begun meditating. Um, and uh, in my mind, I guess, I was, I was pretty much asking, you know, like what, you know, what, these, what this moment, you know, was like for him. And... Um, and he reached out to me in a meditation, and he asked me if I wanted to see um, what his last moments were like. And um, and it was a huge gift to me um, to be able uh, to do that. So um, I did say yes, 
uh, and he showed me that he was on the side of the road, and he happened to be with my grandfather, which also made me feel, you know, touched, you know, that my grandfather would would come and, and meet him and be by his side and escort him, um, you know, away from his body. But he stood on the side of the road, and he watched the accident happen. Um, so he did not have to experience the pain and the, and the agony. And, and then I didn't have to keep reliving it either for as no. many years as I'm, I was alive. Many people who have been um, in auto crash just will say they saw it from above. They were out of their body. They were looking down and they saw that crash. He was there beside the road, standing there, but he saw the yes. crash. He didn't have to be in his body. And I hope that certainty, because it's a certainty. I've never heard any other story but that uh, from someone who died in any kind of sudden thing or, or, or a very painful thing. That's what they all tell us. I hope that's a comfort to people who have lost someone in what appeared to be pain. My mother told me my father was in agony when he died. I know he wasn't. He was out of his body at the time. Um, it's just not... It's just, this is a loving, loving system, and it's set up to give us the most possible, loving possible experiences, even though some of the things we go through are kind of tough. But he said then, who did he, who did he say to, you know, uh, what, what were you thinking? Did you ask him, what were you thinking right. at the time of your death? I <laughs> did. I did. I wanted to know what he was thinking because, like, again, I was worried about him in that moment. You know, so I was like, well, what was going through your mind? And, so you know, tell and us. he said, yeah, he said, in, I'm, in such a typical Kyle way, oh, he, he just said, ooh, mom's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? I mean, what, yes. a, what a sense of humor. talking, And there he is standing beside, oh, my goodness. Did he know your grandfather in life? No, he did not. That's why I was okay. so honored that my grandfather came That's another interesting indication that this was all planned. Um, because your grandfather obviously is part of your soul group and his. There's there's this eternal connection among you. For him to be the one who was there while waiting to welcome Kyle indicates a very strong spiritual connection. So this is just a this is a wonderful, wonderful story. Um, even though it's a tragic and terrible story, it's such gifts in it, so many gifts to you, to Connie, and to all of us to, that thank you for sharing this. I just want to say, in case anyone hasn't yet heard it, that the name of the book is Let Them Know That I Am Here by Robin, R-O-B-Y-N, L. Reynolds. You can get it on Amazon, right? No, you can get it at thetravelingsoulmarket.com. Thetravelingsoulmarket.com. Okay, or could you just Google it, perhaps? Let them know that I am here. You can here. Google you it. You can also there. get it on on my website, robinlreynolds.com. Robinlreynolds.com. That may be easier for people to remember. R-O-B-Y-N-L Reynolds. R-E-Y-N-O-L-D-S.com. You have to buy this book, if only for those orbs. The the orb pictures are among the most glorious I have ever, ever seen. And so such a variety of them. If you want to know what orbs look like, uh, what those, what those without the, the illusions... What things look like? Um, just a beautiful book in which to learn that. Um, and all right, so so let's go back now and talk about that trip to the to the um, what he called the underworld. You know that that story probably is a better one for us to relate to the to the um, Reiki story on that. Um, but could I, could because I, I know we're running a little <laughs> bit short on, <laughs> and I want to be able to do justice to that story. Um, okay, well, we have about we have about six or seven minutes, if that's time, if that's enough time. 
Well, what I'd like to talk about, you know, you talked about that feathers and pennies uh, are, are common. I also think that butterflies are very common. Yes, um, we talk about those too. Yes, go ahead. Talk about the butterflies. But, so I, I would love to tell a story about that if I could. Yes, please. Um, okay. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, uh, say like what kinds of communication can we receive from our departed what loved ones? And I love that question because I think the, the sky is the limit, you know. I, I know that our loved ones um, will find a way to connect to us in any way that we can understand. Um, and Connie, I think, has the best story um, that she that she tells. I love it when she tells the story. Uh, is the time that Kyle connected to her in the middle of Lake Michigan. She went on this business trip, and she was she was in that place where she was really missing him more than normal. And so she sat down, and she's like, Kyle, I need for you to go with me on this business trip. Um, and she goes. So that evening, uh, after they spent the whole day doing their business, they ended up going out on this lake, um, Lake Michigan. <laughs> and they're on this boat, and Ka- Connie's standing there telling a story to a coworker um, about Kyle. And in the middle of Lake Michigan, this butterfly comes and lands on Connie's head. And oh, Connie doesn't wow. really know that this is happening. She's looking at this fellow that she's telling the story to, and he keeps looking above. And finally she goes to put her hand up, and he says, no, it's a butterfly. So she can, she leaves it. She continues the story. And when she's finished with the story, this butterfly lifts off of her head and then kind of flutters between the two of them um, and then flies off um, towards the land. Um, wow. And when, Con- when Connie tells the story, I just am in awe because she's like, and in the middle of Lake Michigan, because yeah. she knows that butterflies don't live in the middle of Lake Michigan. So right. she knows that that was Kyle that came out um, um, to, to see her. And she knows um, that they represent, represent transition and transformation. Yes. And that, yeah. Yes. That, that's you know, a, like, that's- Let's talk just briefly about why butterflies and dragonflies are the two kinds of insects that the dead use to communicate with us. And there are two reasons why. One is, of course, that's the kind of insects we're going to notice. We don't notice, you know, microscopic ants, but we do notice those insects. But but also, as you say, they're all symbols or both symbols of transformation because both kinds of insect go through... A, a stage where they where they have to pupate in order to turn into a flying insect, and uh, and that's what really death is. Death is a transformation from that little worm right. on the on the branch on the uh, 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 whatever it is milkweed pot or whatever, going through a transformation to being a butterfly. That's a beautiful analogy, and you're absolutely right. Thank you for talking about that. That's we we talk a lot about. Um, I have, have had some spectacular signs with butterflies. We talk about that in the fun of staying in touch as well. I'm, I'm very skeptical of what I haven't seen myself, Robin. So um, my guides have been giving me these things so that I would I would know that they were real and I would be willing to talk about them in in this book. So so tell us more. Have you had other insect signs or other things happen that were unusual with Kyle? You know, the, with the butterflies, they're really they're really big. I know we went we went to the um, zoo and uh, we took our niece and nephew, and um, we get to the Atlanta Zoo. I don't know if you've ever been there, um, but no. when you walk up, you get to this point right before you get there that there's like six different ways that you can walk, and you're not really sure where it's going to take you. Is it going to take you to the zoo? Is it? You know? So um, 
and I'm not wonderful with directions. I really have to pay attention. So I get to this point, and I'm thinking to myself, where, which is the correct direction to go? You know, and and I see out of the corner of my eye this fluttering, and I look, and it's a butterfly, and it kind of does like this little circle thing, like almost like it's looking at me, and then it takes off down this one particular, um, you know, drive, and so I know that that's the way that I'm supposed to go, and I oh, and I. I did, and I think that if we if we are conscious uh, and we do look, I do believe that the universe will conspire to help us accomplish whatever it is that we set out to do. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? Wait, wait, Mikey Morgan tells us, because, I mean, are you the butterfly, Mikey, when you appear? His signs are dragonflies, and he will make a whole cloud of dragonflies happen. He can't be all those dragonflies, and he says no, that they don't have spirit in the same way even that your dog or cat does but that the dead can herd them with their mind energy and so what to produce his clouds of insects uh, in his case dragonflies what he does is with his mind energy he just rounds them up and herds them and but then drives them to the place where he wants them to be and they flutter they just fly around in those places so what kyle did was to find some unsuspecting butterfly at the edge (laughs) of that big lake and and herd it with his mind energy, make it go to the middle of the lake, and then land um, right on Connie. And take he took away whatever the the anxiety that was the butterfly would otherwise have had to be so near a person. And that's exactly what they do. They they are able to do this. Their minds are much more powerful than our minds. Once we get free of our bodies, our minds are much more powerful too. But but that's great. And so he wanted you to go in a certain direction. So he sent a butterfly to go uh, do it, fly its circles around in that spot, so you'd know which way to go. Right. So was he bossy in life like that? Did he tell you where to go and what to do? No, not me. He didn't. But he but he knew then that you know I he he answers questions for me now. You know that's what he does. So in my mind, if I'm like which way to go, then he can step right in and. And tell me. Well, this is this is very. Um, I'm I'm so glad to have met you. This is very interesting. I I love it when people validate things I know because then I know what they're doing is for real. I've had people that I've spoken with who had very complex stories, and I could tell because I've been doing this for decades. I could tell that a lot of what they were telling me just didn't resonate at all. So I really thought they probably were were imagining a lot of things. But Robin, you are a rock-solid researcher. Everything you talk about in your book is stuff I either know or it's consistent with what I've heard or learned. And I'm ready now to start learning about energy healing. I know that it works. I know that it's real. I talk about it some in The Fun of Dying. And uh, I think I'm, I think I'd like to learn about it from you, and I think maybe we all ought to learn together. So, you and I are going to be in contact about when I can have you back just to talk about your energy healing voyage, and the fact that Kyle and Kyle's friend too. What was his name again? Ian. Ian. Kyle and Ian, two young people who 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 died the, to us theoretically died um, several years ago. Now are doing are aiding you in doing Reiki healing. I think that's extraordinary. I want to hear all those stories, and I want to hear them where everybody else can hear them too. Um, that's but wonderful. Meanwhile, is there anything else that you'd like us to know? We have to wrap in a couple of minutes. You know, I, I just want to share just something neat that, that happened. Um, I am a huge Garth Brooks fan, uh, so, is, so is Connie. Um, and we raised Kyle on Garth Brooks. And um, <laughs> it, it, 
he wanted this big, huge speaker uh, in the back of uh, his blazer before he died, and I just hated that idea that he had needed such a big speaker to rock it out. And I said, no, 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 and I finally gave in and let him put that speaker on there. And the first thing he did was he took me for a a, a ride around the block uh, with some Garth Brooks' We Shall Be Free song on there. And when we finished, the song finished just as we finished the entire block. We live in a rather large neighborhood. Um, and um, I said, let's do it again. So we did it the second time. And when he let me out of the car, he said to me, it's not the speaker that you don't like. It's the music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, he, yes. that he plays on it. Well, Garth Brooks came uh, to Atlanta last weekend. Uh, and we were able uh, to go and see him. And we invited Kyle to come. Uh, and... Um, the pictures of the concert um, that I took uh, were filled with spirit of not only Kyle being there, but but our other loved ones. So uh, uh-huh. I think that my last comment would be invite your loved ones to do the things that you do in life. And you'll and see, you know, they'll be there and, and buy an iPhone and take some pictures. If you believe you're going to get to see your, your loved ones. I mean, truly believe it. Uh, you certainly will. Uh, the iPhone is terrific for that, if for nothing else. I'm so sorry to end this, but we will definitely have Robin back. I'm Roberta Grimes. My books are The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next, and The Fun of Staying in Touch, which talks about some of the very same things we've been talking about today, all the ways in which our dead loved ones give us signs of their survival and the new ways we're learning to contact them. My novels include My Thomas, which is the story of the American Revolution from the perspective of Thomas Jefferson's extraordinary marriage. My Letters from Love are novels that follow three generations of a wealthy American family and explore how we can use what we're learning from the dead to make human life finally work. You'll find details about all my books plus my blog. Please read my blog. I love writing it, but it's just a lot of work at robertagrimes.com. We've been talking with Robin Reynolds, who lost her son Kyle at the age of 20, and she has embarked upon an extraordinary journey, and we're still got, we have a lot more of that journey to cover. Next week, my guest for the second time, oh, I love this guy. His name is Hillis Pugh, and he, has a, he is a ray of light. You're going to love hearing him tell us what's going on in his life. Meanwhile, please go to afterlifeforums.com and join the discussion there and now go out and make the most of this coming week in our one reality knowing that you are a powerful eternal being and you are infinitely loved you've been listening to seek reality with roberta grimes joyous conversations about your eternal life to learn more tune in every saturday at 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m eastern For lively and positive discussions, visit www.afterlifeforums.com. To contact Roberta, email her at roberta at seekreality.com. Wishing you a productive week empowered by the truth of who you really are.